0: Hey buddies, you're thinking of starting your own podcast? Why not use Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast, and here's why. First off, it's free. Secondly, you have creation tools to record and edit right from your phone or computer. Third, Anchor distributes for you. You can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Fourth, make money with no minimum listenership. And finally, you have everything you need for a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app today, or go to anchor.fm to get started. Well, the world has still gone nutty, muddy, muddy, even downright cruddy, muddy, muddy. Wish I missed the past, buddy, buddy, but there's still BuddyCast. No, don't be nutty, go meet everybody here on BuddyCast.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the founder and host of Buddycast,
0: Nick Sorensen. Welcome to the cast of Buddies, known as Buddycast. I'm your host Nick Sorensen, and joining me today is a very, very special guest. If you live in the Erie, Pennsylvania area, you've probably heard him around 5, 6, 10 and 11. Or, you know, if you go to Gannon like I did, he probably mentored you like he did me. My good buddy, Sean Lafferty. How you doing today, buddy? Good, Nick. How are you doing, man? Doing fantastic. Happy we finally got you on the show. It's fun to be. I'll tell you
1: what, that's a heck of an introduction you got there.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's local, too. Um, have you ever heard of Tommy Link? Uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. That's uh, I, I, you what? I liked it. Yeah. I wanted it to be local. I wanted to support the local arts, especially during the pandemic times, you know? Amen.
1: They, yep. Nope. No doubt about it. No doubt about it, man.
0: You and me have seen firsthand. They're the ones that are getting hit the hardest here. And Yep. Yep. There's nothing. I mean, I don't know how I got
1: to be honest. I don't, you know, a uh, uh, tip of the cap to everyone that fought through this and, and especially the, well, fighting through it. I mean, it's, it's yeah. not past tense yet, but um, you know, especially those businesses, man, I, I, I just <laughs> don't know, you know, that's, that's, perseverance to, mm-hmm. to hang on and fight through.
0: Mm-hmm. And I like a lot, how a lot of them have adapted. Like a lot of them have said, okay, now my option is go virtual. Let's go virtual. Let's promote the virtual store. A lot of yep. them are appointments only, you know, they found their way to, they didn't just throw their hands up in the air and say, that's it. You know? It's right. right
1: exactly. Exactly. You know? And that's, I mean, that's, that's what it's all about, man. You get into business for yourself. It's a dream. It's what you want to do. It's, you know, and 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 you get thrown this kind. I mean, it's not even a curveball. I don't even know what you call it. But, mm-hmm. you no. Know, then then you know then you find out what you're really made of. You find out how much you cared about it. I mean, and I don't want to simplify it because some people that cared an awful lot about their dream and an awful lot about what they were doing, um, were not able to pivot. Yes, and it, you know it was really. In a lot of cases, through no fault of their own, so I don't want to. I don't want yeah. to minimize. I don't want to yeah. minimize uh, the passion of of those who maybe got you know hit a little harder and and maybe you know suffered mm-hmm. a, a serious setback. But mm-hmm. um, but you know it's just a you know a tip of yeah. the cap to everyone that's fought through this.
0: Oh yeah, hey, for everyone that has fought through, I've got two standings for them. Both of them for my favorite series, Rocky Balboa. The first <laughs> one is every champion was once a contender who refused to give up. I thought you were
1: gonna say, "Cut me, Mick." <laughs>
0: that too, but the second one, you know this one. It ain't about how hard you hit; it's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How that's much you right. can take and keep moving forward, because that's how winning is done. That's right. Mm-hmm. So everyone that knows you in the Erie area knows you from Jet Twenty Four. So I would think, I would think most, yeah, yeah, most of them, yes, most. So let's go back to the beginning before Jet. What sparked your interest in broadcast in the um, communications department?
1: Oh, you know, that, that goes, that goes back to high school, man. Um, You know, I really like every other kid, you go from this to that, to this, to that, you don't really know what in the world you're, you're doing. It's like you find out you're good at something in school. And then you think, how can I make a job out of that? And then you, you know, maybe it doesn't interest you once you look into it. And I, I, I want to say it was like junior year. Um, I was, um, you know, I was a pretty shy kid. I mean, you know, um, you know, not, not terribly shy, but pretty shy. And, um, you know, but we all had to take a speech class <clears throat> and, um, I was going to to high school in, in the Akron area, Akron, Ohio, and, um, took this speech class and, you know, uh, the first speech uh, didn't go so well. And I just kind of got it in my head that, you know, everyone, why be nervous? Everyone has to do this. You might as well try and ace it. So it was all about a grade. And then, you know, do your best, ignore people as far as like, if you get negative reaction or you're getting no reaction, which I mean, you know, can be the worst. I mean, Mm -hmm. you, you do the stand up and and um
0: you think uh, this group's gonna kill it and then they get you get crickets and it's like exactly you okay, get crickets and then you're like what am I doing wrong
1: and um, so I went in with a totally different mindset and and anyone that knows me knows that the art of the very long story is something that I've got almost perfected so I apologize but mm-hmm. um, but um, I uh, liked that the more I did it the more I liked that and um, I asked my teacher, it was a, it was a guy named Mr. Greskovich, Um, and I said, you know, Hey, I, I I'm thinking I kind of like this. I like sports. I like public speaking. Um, it was all about sports then. Mm-hmm. And, um, he said, well, you know, uh, go into telecommunications. And, um, from that point on, um, I never did get into the radio. We didn't have television, uh, station. Um, in in our high school, uh, we had television. Uh, Jill McCormick would jump right on that and go, "Tell me another story, Grandpa." But um, we, I didn't get into the radio, but I did get into the the PA announcing for the the basketball games, and I loved that, and I loved the kind of, I mean, that's some instant feedback you get right there when you get you know hundreds of people that are that are uh, cheering or booing, you know, based on you know what, what you you're saying there. basically um so you know after that i, I was kind of hooked went to mm-hmm. college thinking i was going to do sports um a couple of years through it they needed uh, they needed more people to switch to news i did and that's it right there
0: nice so going further down the road what about do you remember like your first job when you first entered the news industry when you first entered broadcasting do you recall that
1: Oh, yeah. Um, well, I was an intern at a station that no longer exists in Akron, uh, Channel 23, WAKC. Um, and um, I really, I, I had not um, kind of uh, jumped on getting an internship quick enough. Um, so you know that in class now, we always talk about the importance of internships, because really, I, I was told to get on it, and I didn't. And um, I got a but it worked it worked because i got a photography internship and i was running a camera on the street um a videographer for our canton bureau at the time so i mean within a week everything i shot was getting on the air and it was really cool um i liked it but at the same time i knew i wanted to be in front of the camera So I I went from camera to doing some studio. I mean, it was a smaller station, so you kind of did everything. But then they made me an editor. And then um, someone came to me. I was still at Kent State at the time where I went to college. And um, Mm -hmm. one of my teachers said that someone he knew had a radio news job open that maybe I'd want to apply for. So I did um and uh went to the radio side of it for for a little while for a year um because um well look at me <laughs> i belong on radio really i mean you know tip of the cap tip of the cap again to uh to channel 24 for uh kind of looking past all that but um uh did uh did radio for uh, almost a year and then made the jump into uh, into television a you know good friend of mine um had uh, suggested that I apply for a part-time job. We made a whopping $5 an hour uh, over at the CBS affiliate uh, here in town. Um, Took that job, worked there for six months, and and, uh, Jet came knocking with a full-time job. So that is really the Reader's Digest version of a kind of of a fun trip.
0: Yes. Now let's go into that. Let's go into where you are today. How did you find the opportunity with Jet? You said they came a-knocking.
1: Yeah, um, actually, I'd, I'd worked for uh, about six months as a, a part-time uh, reporter, you know, and, and you know, you know, part-time in this business does not mean 20 hours.
0: No. <laughs> no. So, no. Uh,
1: you know, it was basically working full-time hours at the time. And um, I remember I was sitting in, a, of all things, a, a Mill Creek Township supervisors meeting uh, when the morning anchor at Channel 24 at the time, Cindy Patton, a uh, great lady, great news person, um, you know, really knew how to, you know, know, I assume knows she's not in the business anymore, but, um, you know, really, really knew how to to dig up the stories. But, um, you know, she kind of sat down next to me at, uh, at a Mill Creek Township supervisors meeting and said, you know, Steve, referring to. Uh, Steve Drexler, the news director at the time, mm-hmm. uh, wants to give you a call. Um, we went and uh, this is a blast from the past for anyone that remembers. We met for breakfast at the Howard Johnson's restaurant at Peach and I90 mm. and um, we had a we had a good talk um, and uh, I want to say a, a couple days later he called and now the puppy wants out. <laughs> he wanted in and he wanted out. He's over there scratching. So if that's what you might hear that, yeah. Um, and he said, "Do you want the job?" I said, "Sure, let's do it." And uh, I made me. Uh, and I was very interested. I, I, I was very. I've always been interested in politics. And he said, "Um, you know, we want to make you the city hall reporter."
0: Mm. So
1: I was, I was very interested in that.
0: Mm-hmm. And now a quick follow up question: What you went from? You started as city hall reporter with Jet. How did you end up as their evening anchor?
1: Uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, uh perseverance more than anything. <laughs> that's, that's, that's hanging around. I, I don't even want to call it, I don't even want to call it perseverance. It's hanging around. Um, they, um, uh, needed a weekend anchor, yeah. uh, after, uh, Lou Baxter, the, the current news director had been doing <laughs> weekends for a number of years. And he, at the time, um, his kids were younger He wanted to kind of step back and uh, spend a little more family time, you know, being the, the, being the weekend anchor, just, you know, there's, it's very difficult. Um, I can only imagine to, you know, have three or four kids and they're starting to come of age where they're doing things like little league and, you know, what Mm -hmm. have you and, uh, and, and Cub Scouts or whatever. Um, And you're working the weekends and you, you got to miss too much of that stuff. So, so, You know, Lou uh, went back to um, five days a week, you know, Monday through Friday reporting. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And that left the weekend anchor job open. Um, I jumped in on that, did that for a few years. Um, It was it was kind of funny that um, we uh, started a morning show and they asked me to do that uh, with Cindy Patton. And so started doing that. And did that for a very short amount of time. I mean, I've done morning radio and I've done morning television. And I can tell you that I hate the morning <laughs> shift. <laughs> I hate the morning shift. Um, I loved working with the people I worked with and it was the, the product was a lot of fun. Uh, but I was just not one of those people that ever got used to mornings. I mean, not not when I did radio and not when I did television. So of all things... Um, at the wedding reception when my wife and I got married. um, They said, we have taken over the Fox station. The rumor, it was basically not a rumor. It was the information started circulating around the reception that we were going to take over Fox and we were going to start a news. And it wasn't long after that that they said, do you want to do the Fox? And then um, it wasn't long after that, that really you know, an opportunity I never expected. I mean, Don Shriver is a legend. Don Shriver is Don and Joey and John. If everyone remembers those three, I mean, you know, they, they vaulted, they and others and Cindy Patton and Steve Drexler and Matthew Locke and, and all the photographers and, and, um, you know, they vaulted jet from number three to number one so you know when Don decided to move on um you know kind of surprisingly to me um but when he decided to move on that just left this golden opening those guys had done so much good work and and really just pushed you know the the product to number one and um you know it left it, it left the opening and I you know, was offered it. I was, I was lucky enough. I I was lucky enough to be kind of given this, this, you know, golden, this goose that lays the golden egg
0: kind of speak. Mm
1: -hmm. speak. (laughs) It's still Mm -hmm. morning for me more coffee.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Not if I might totally understand. So now throughout your entire career here, Mm -hmm. what do you think? Let's just stick with the jet side of it. What do you think is the, craziest story you've ever covered or
1: yeah. ever had to report well there have been a lot of them and then you know this unfortunately w- when you talk about crazy stories you're usually not talking about you know fun stories yeah. um, the unfortunate part of the of the business is that we often interact with people at their you know if not their worst darn close to their worst moments and and mm-hmm. you know, anyone that thinks that that is somehow enjoyable is yeah so wrong um, yeah. but in any case uh, the, the you know the pizza bomber is is the far and away you know oddest story um, that you could ever imagine I mean the the twists and turns I mean what we know about it on the surface is one thing all the all the weird things that happened in the background of it are you know are what really make it beyond belief and you know um ed pelletella from the times news and and jerry clark um wrote from the fbi uh wrote that you know really really compelling account of it mm-hmm. forget if, if you ever get a chance if you haven't gotten a chance you mm-hmm. know go ahead and read that because it really does it really does uh, talk about the twists and turns of of mm-hmm. that very very bizarre story oh I yeah mean, I saw Bill Rothstein. One of the, you know, we, we're up on Peach Street, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you know, up up south of I ninety, and there was a um, a Shell station at uh, at um, Robinson and Peach. Yeah, and uh, you know that the whole thing unfolded. You know, not Literally. a mile yeah. south of us. Yeah. So, and Bill Rothstein happened to happened to live there. Uh, down there I I believe I believe he still lived there in any case I saw him walk into the the shell station one night and um we passed each other I was coming out he was coming in and um he said he he looks he goes hey you're on tv and without thinking twice I said oh you are too and and then I thought and then I thought well that's maybe not so cool to say but you know (laughs) It's it's out there. And yeah. I just I, we just went about our way. But that was the that was the very brief uh, back and forth <laughs> with uh, with uh, with William Rothstein.
0: Yep. And you're right. With Even just even the Netflix documentary, just all the pieces coming together, like the first episode being this crazy scene unfolds like, hey, we, you know, officers get a call that, hey, there's a guy with a bomb strapped around his neck sitting at the corner of Pete street right here. Yeah. You know? And then they're thinking, is this thing real? Is this thing not? And then, well, there's their answer, you know? And well,
1: yeah, I mean, you know, and, when- we, and, and obviously, and obviously the whole thing, um, we, we were the first ones to, um, to have, have it on live. Um, mm-hmm. and for- fortunately we had had some technical difficulties. um, and um brian sheridan and dan holland uh brian was still working for us as an anchor reporter and dan holland who uh, works in buffalo now was a photographer um and uh, they were there but we were kind of adjusting um some some audio problem if i remember it correctly some audio problems we had with um with our live equipment and we weren't on the air and they said in my ear i was on the set and they said in my ear the thing just blew up and you know, it's one of those moments where you're like, well, you Thank know, you didn't I'm, catch I'm, that glad, that, I'm that. glad that didn't happen live. Yeah. On the air.
0: Yeah. But even just like the documented going forward, like how all the details, like you said, all the hidden details behind it and how oh, the, that
1: cra- that- the crazy little, uh, uh, uh um, treasure hunt. Yeah, that they drew that they drew out for uh, for, for I remember, Brian Wells to have to to have to follow.
0: I remember we had Jerry Clark on this show. He was one of the early episodes, and he told me personally, we did the math, we did the other things. Even if he were to be speeding at a top rate of like seventy they miles hour, make- he wouldn't. It, it was impossible. He wouldn't have made it. It was yeah. that. It was that sad. Like it was. But that's how they coaxed him. But then at the end, you find out how he got coaxed in. How he got, you know, everything. Because initially, if you remember, he wanted oh, he, you know, once he found out what happened, he wanted nothing to do with it. He's like he tried to back out. He's like, no, no, I I don't want to be in any of this. I'm not gonna rub well,
1: it. Obviously, obviously, that's all, you know, yeah. that's all from that point of view. Yeah. Um, you know, we we unfortunately will never know exactly what yeah. happened. We we know we know what some people say happened. Yep. Um, and I think that that's that's yeah. one of the things that's that's probably the toughest about that story. You know, once you get past the fact that, you know, I mean, lives were lost. I mean, that's obviously yes. the that's yes. obvious yeah. the, by that's far. The worst the
0: story. That's, the, but, that's the main part of the story is that you like, um, focused on that part. But yeah, it's, it's it, I mean,
1: yeah. Know, what what on earth exactly happened? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure we're not going to know
0: that. We're not going to know until we, well, I don't know if we'll meet them or not, but if we have a face-to-face conversation with the afterlife with them. you well, know? Hopefully we meet someone who can answer the
1: question for us.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So now let's go on a lighter topic. Yeah, I was say we're now. getting deep here, man. Yeah. I was going to say, let's go on to a lighter, com- uh, a lighter topic. Yeah. <laughs> How about the funniest story you've ever covered in your career? Oh. In, the, in the sense of like, not funny, like you said earlier, where, Someone thinks, "Hey, this is funny," but to like us, it's like what you said earlier, how it's like that's sad that you think that. But truly, something that you had a good laugh from, or you've, you know, you know,
1: it, and and it's it's so it's so weird to say this that there, you know, there aren't like there are heartwarming stories. Yes, there aren't, there aren't, you know, there aren't funny. I mean, yeah. When you see a, a water skiing squirrel, uh-huh. yeah, that's funny. Or you see some you see some bunch of people in uh, Britain rolling cheese down a hill. That's funny. Um, yeah. But I, you know, as far as it's more heartwarming than than funny, it's yeah. The the funny part is maybe is maybe the things that go wrong, um, uh-huh. equipment wise. Um, you know, all kinds of, all kinds of weird things, um, happen. Um, and you have to, you have to adjust on the fly. I mean, you know, we've, we've had situations where, you know, just about everything imaginable breaks. Um, and it's just, it's, it's live television and you just mm-hmm. you know, you go with you the, yeah. you go with the flow. I mean, I think some of the funnier moments are your own personal bloopers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know, I've, uh, in, in radio, I, uh, I got caught saying a uh, not good word once <laughs> in, in an open mic. And I was pretty sure that at 21 years old, my career was over with. Um, uh, fortunately I had some forgiving bosses, um, mm-hmm. But, um, you know you see you see bloopers, you know, like um, we had one we had one um that, and it probably doesn't translate here the way it would on video, yeah. but if you remember Congressman Phil English, mm-hmm. he was really tall, he was like six, two, six, three, whatever, which I'm you know not even five ten, so that's tall to me mm-hmm. uh, and um then we had the the our reporter julie fine who was probably eh, 4849 and they're standing and if you and we've talked about this you and i how television exaggerates stuff and mm-hmm. they were standing there and the shot that the camera had to come up with and they came back to the look on my face cuz i'm like looking at <laughs> trying to figure out my God, that does not look good, guys. Mm-hmm. I'm like, let's figure out something different here. And um,
0: and, and everyone back at, in the production part yeah, was probably those,
1: yeah, it's one of those moments where you're like, oh, you always got to remember, I don't know what I was thinking, but you always got to remember, the camera, camera. Is, yeah. Camera's yeah. always on you and the microphone is always hot. You know, yeah. it's like, remember that.
0: <laughs> They're always on watch, no matter what. Like, it's like right. a security <laughs> camera. You're no. always on watch, even when you think no one's watching me or no one's doing anything that's still the red light's still going off Mm -hmm. i don't know what i was thinking Mm -hmm. but i I wish you know
1: i kind of i had a feeling you were gonna ask that after that and i was like i can't think of you know this sounds really bad i can't think of funny stories i mean the one time i mean i have mad respect for 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 you doing the stand up thing because i uh did that laughter in the limelight where they, mm-hmm. you know, get a few people to go up there and man, that's hard. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That was hard. And I got up there and, um, a shock to anyone that, that knows me. I didn't know when to shut up. Um, <laughs> and.
0: You know, car could have a field day if she watched this video.
1: I know. Well, yeah, but, <laughs> um, don't tell her, don't tell her about this. I won't. I won't. Um, Um, but, um, they get up there and, and, uh, Dean Pappasello was the MC and John grow had been the, um, uh, had been the organizer. And those two are like, you know, they're like Martin and Lewis when they get up there. Um, and they're funny. They're, they're, they're genuinely funny when they get up there and, I had just overstayed my welcome, but I was pretty sure I was killing it out there apparently because John grow and Dean Pepicello are off. They're kind of creeping up on the stage. And I just looked at him and I said, you are not, I have the microphone in my hand and you're not getting it. And that was apparently the funniest moment of that tells you, that tells you how unfunny I am. That was the funniest (laughs) moment of the whole thing of, of at least my part of it. Uh, And it was funny because they just laughed and backed up. And I told bad jokes for another three minutes and then got out of there. I would like to say with my dignity, but I doubt it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But that's the thing about comedy. Even when you have a bad set, it's all about making a fool of yourself. You know, it's Mm -hmm. all about how you present yourself. Like I've had those nights where, again, you present this joke and you're like, you're practicing at home and you're, literally laugh at, like you're literally in tears laughing because you thought it is you try it on stage and you get maybe a eh or something like that you know right, exactly
1: that's it's what i thought weird. when i practiced my little routine mm-hmm. um i thought oh this is going to be the point that gets them. this will be the point that get- they'll yes. really relate to this they're going to love this and yeah uh, eh, you know the other thing i would will- they're, they're looking at you they're looking at you like look at that poor bugger up there he, yeah. thinks he's funny. he thinks he's funny. And oh, by the way, I can't believe we paid for this.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the thing with comedy, like we keep saying, you just got to keep rolling with the punches. You just got to keep, you know, keep being that champion who keeps moving forward. Like I remember, I'll tell you a quick story. My first open mic, um, our comedy club here, now Kellers, but back then Juniors, had an open mic thing. And I've, you know, I've been that guy. I say, you know, I started out comedy in kind of a sad way saying, People are going to laugh at me anyways. Might as well get them to laugh with me, you know? Like that. Sure. Like why not? I mean, listen out. There.
1: We're yeah. all we've all we've all
0: got a story, you know, that Exactly. That exactly. We've all got like, in that I can, moment, put, this, too. I can but, put a well. lot of my perspective into this. Like I could say like, "Hey, you know, I get a lot of comedy, you know, like everyone, if you and me were to go out on Peach Street right now and mm-hmm. our goal is to see who gets the most attention, you you know might have to do some things like you might have to do a crazy dance you might have to you know hold up a sign or something or some people might recognize you because of jet but me i could literally just stand there like this and i guarantee you five heads are driving by and going (laughs) like so but i remember my first open mic um they saved me for last and didn't tell me about it so by then everyone's ready to go home everyone's had enough of these comics you know
1: Oh, well, that- either that either either that either that or they're good and they're good and uh you know well, lubed up lubed up with the uh the beers and exactly. uh, and mixed drinks so you know exactly. maybe that maybe that's the best spot to have
0: exactly by that it was by that night it was definitely the tired crowd though I will yeah. say because it was a <laughs> Wednesday night too so it was so no one could really get you know because you a lot of them had to be up in about eight hours or so and had to had to work on computers or so, but, um, but yeah, you just got to keep rolling with the punches. The next open mic, I jumped on another opportunity that they had and I actually found my first room laugh. I said, I am the hide and go see champion of Erie, Pennsylvania. I'm undefeated in my neighborhood because one time they even awarded me the Amber alert. And <laughs> nice. Everyone, I like everyone, that. Like it throws me in my tracks. Everyone just like, you got, this was the type of laugh that you hear at a comedy club. Like if you go to, yeah. like if you go see Greg Morton this weekend, a good buddy of mine who's going to be at Keller's. A little shout out to him. You know, that's the laughs he gets. That's the laughs like you hear at those clubs. Yep. And I stopped using my trash room and I'm like, hey, it worked. So, and that
1: I mean, I mean, that's got to be like that moment where then you're hooked. Yes. Then there's like there's almost like the addiction to it. Now, now you're hooked. Now I can do yes. it.
0: Yes. It's like that first shot, that little thing. Now you got no control over it now, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now it's who I am. Exactly. It's, and it's not my fault. It's your fault. You laughed. Exactly. So we have been see. we have seen to get ourselves back on a positivity track here. You know, yeah. and, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to ask you, because you and I ber- both work in the news industry. You and I both see it firsthand, you know, there's all this mm-hmm. going around the coronavirus, you know, um, all this, you know, like how many times do we report, report murders or just anything, almost negativity to this day that we have That's to, right. Yeah. how, in your opinion, can we spread positivity today? You know, how can we spread more positivity, maybe not just in the news industry, but just in general,
1: man, be the positive, not to sound stupid and cliche, but be the positive. <laughs> Don't wait for it to come to you. Um. Uh, uh-huh. You know, first of all, people are doing everyday things that are positive. You know, if you just look around, I mean, I think somehow, you know, and I'm guilty of it every day. You know, if I want to get from this building to my car, I just walk to my car. You know, pick your head up and look around mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and but but at the same time, you know, do the little, I mean, people talk about random acts of kindness and, and it doesn't have to be anything big. It doesn't have to be anything that would bring news cameras out, but man, it's great to get that reaction. You know, people, people want to, most people, <laughs> most people yeah. want to be nice to each other, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And, you know, at, least that's, at least that's my experience. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be any great monumental, you know, contribution to society, but just little <laughs> gestures.
0: Just a little thing, there. like hey, leave someone, leave a note on someone's door or something, or even
1: just, littler. I mean, yeah. just pay hey, for think, the guy. You know, to you. Nod, nod, smile, and say, "Hey, man, take it easy." Yeah, good. have a good one. Have you a nice know? day. Hey, how so, are you doing? Yeah, don't, don't necessarily. You know, mm-hmm. don't necessarily say it walking up and down. I mean, you you get looked at like you're nuts, be but like, you know, be
0: walking up and down the street. You're amazing. You're awesome. You're cool. You know, someone are you like I'll have what he's having.
1: Exactly, or maybe they're just gonna go to the other side of the street, take your yeah. pick. But like, um
0: yeah, they'll pull the wave, that smile and wave, just smile yeah. and wave.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's you know.
0: It's not. It's not bad. It's not a bad place.
1: I mean, yeah. I don't know. You know whether you're talking about Erie or just Planet Earth. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we got our we got our problems, but I mean, there's isn't there why like you know, six billion or seven billion of us. Uh, mm-hmm. Someone can help. You know, we can at least do our part.
0: Yeah. Hey, it's why we're human. You know, you're entitled you to a
1: bad day. Short. Yeah. Man, exactly. we ain't grouchy, ain't grouchy the whole time.
0: Yeah. Everyone's entitled to a bad day every now and then, but it doesn't mean you're entitled to a bad life, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, yeah. I, I'm not going to say that entirely. I mean, some people... Yeah, there you know, are some suffer, people who have suffer, that circumstance. You know, they suffer, uh, you yeah. know, uh, yeah. personal tragedy, and then, and then, you know, I'm not right. going to... Not gonna yeah. that guy that says, Hey, you gotta, you gotta put a smile on your face. But you know, yeah. everyone deals with it differently. But You're you know, when it, guy every, who every, see
0: someone get murdered in front of him and says, Hey, keep the happy face, keep the smile well, yeah, 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 I'm, a, I'm a
1: big I'm a big believer and I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell other people, you know, what to do or what to feel, but yeah um but uh you know, hey, just mm-hmm nice out there and you'd be surprised what you get back in return i you know it sounds it sounds stupid and cliche but i i think it's
0: true yeah so speaking of instructing you also teach a course at gannon university that's Mm -hmm. one of the reasons you i lost you
1: a little bit there
0: you there yep i'm sorry all right okay let's let's start that one over take two yeah So you teach the course at Gannon University. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that course?
1: Yeah, sure, it's a a radio TV performance course. Um, And um, I always, you know, you took it, so you know what it's all about. But, um, you know, I always say, you know, most of the, it's a required course. Um, So, you know, most of the students that are in it are are not interested in being um, in front of a camera or in front of a microphone for their careers. but I, I you know, I like to say that that there's there's two things I want people to get out of it. First of all, I want them to understand that that what happens on the air doesn't happen by accident. It happens through practice. It happens through preparation. Um, and that there's a there's a legitimate skill involved in it. Um, but I also want the people who are in front of the camera. I mean, I think the whole thing is about, and this is a, you know, everyone, everyone knows this from, you know, almost whatever job they do, you know, it's not going to work if you don't respect everyone on the, on the team to use a word. I mean, the, the people that are in front of the camera um, have to understand that what's happening behind the cameras is not just pushing cameras and pushing buttons. There's skill and there's talent to everything that's going on, and 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 if if they're not on their game, it doesn't matter what we're doing. You know, it doesn't matter what we're bringing. So when you have a good crew behind the scenes, you know that's that's really that's really what makes television. But on you know, conversely, what I want people to walk away with is from that course is that there's a wide range of skills you need, um, and that it's not just talking. Yes. That's basically the, that's, that's basically the, 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 the premise of it.
0: Yes. And I will say that what I tell you this all the time, but I'm stay it's, it's the truth. That was one of my favorite courses at Gannon because it taught you what you're actually going to be doing. It's okay. Instead of just, okay, here's so-and-so's theory. Let's take some notes on it. You know, read chapter three tonight and we'll have an exam on Friday or something like that. It was actually, well, I- okay.
1: yeah. Yeah. And I, 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 think, I didn't mean to cut you. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. No, no. Um, I, you know, that's what, that's what uh, adjuncts uh, yeah. can, can, can bring to it. I mean, obviously, you know, professional educators are, are very well versed in yes, 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 finding, yes. finding teaching moments or teachable moments. And mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're, they're professionals at their gig. There's, there's yeah. absolutely no doubt about it. And, and, under no,
0: or anything like that.
1: under no circumstances, no am comparing myself to the skills that, yeah. that, or holding myself up to the skills that a professional educator yes. has. Um, yes. My sister is a, is, a, is a teacher, and it's just, it's amazing um, the, um, just what they're able to, what they're able to grasp. Like I said, those teachable, yes. they're able to find the teachable moment in everything. I, I swear in everything. But um, we do bring the um, practical experience to the table, and um, I I think that there's something to be said for being able to say when you walk in the door, this is what you're going to see, and these are the challenge, these are the problems that you want to call them challenges that you'll face. These are the things that you'll probably really dig right off the bat. And these are the things you might have to fight through.
0: Yes. And that's what I was saying earlier. It was about that experience with your class. It was, okay, we're going to learn about interviewing styles. We're going to learn about live shots. You know, yeah, we'll take some notes because I want you to have the basis of it. I want you to have the premise, you yeah. know, to understand what you're doing. So you're not just going out there and looking like a deer in a headlight moment, you know, when I. but <laughs> today we're gonna oh, We are we still look like that, man. Well, I I don't, know. <laughs> I know, you know, this is have you ever seen my
1: face when the teleprompter breaks down and I don't have? I mean, I always used to preach, right? Yes, have have the script in front of you ready to go. Yeah, well, I'm not going to say I've always practiced what I've preached, I preach that because of the mistakes. Yep, and if you've ever seen the look on my face when, um, when I don't have a script on a teleprompter and I don't have my place kept in front of me in my paper scripts, that is deer in the headlights.
0: Yep. That's the old bleep moment. Yeah, yeah,
1: well, it really is. And that's what's going through your brain at that moment. Yes. Along with with a bunch of other things. And that's when, you know, you start to get, if you've ever seen broadcast news, I mean, that movie was, you know, we're pushing 35 years ago now, but. um, Yeah. But there's a scene where Albert Brooks just starts flop sweating, and he's he's getting his first crack at anchoring, and the sweat's just pouring off his face, and you you can visibly see his shirt collar getting darker from sweat, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what you feel like when you have that mm-hmm. oblique oh, oblique oh, moment, as you yep. put it, yep. which is by
0: the best cool. way to put it oblique.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Yep but that's what I'm saying. Like, that was the course that was okay. You know, here's the notes for this. So you know how to do it. But on, th- cause it was a Tuesday through Thursday. I remember that class. So on Tuesday you get the notes on Thursday, your assignment is to find one person. We're going to break you up in the groups, but you're going to find one person worthy of being interviewed something, you know, that you can create, you know, three to five questions about, just to yeah, that was, one
1: of, that was one of the projects, and I think that yeah. was probably one of the more challenging projects, mm-hmm. um, because um, you really did have to, you had to reach outside the class, which which yes. is kind of, you know, which was interesting. It's always interesting to me to see yeah. who comes in, who, who gets brought in.
0: Mm-hmm. I will say, I like the guy I brought in. He's still a good buddy of mine. I was the one who brought in the clown that day. Oh, that's and I, right. That's right. I remember you walking by and going, I'm excited for this one. Like, hey, well, exactly. Well, because he
1: came in in character,
0: yeah. He came in with like the nose and the hair and everything. Yeah. And you just looked and you went, Yeah, I'm excited for this one. Sure,
1: yep. Why, why not? That was a,
0: anytime exactly. you bring it in first. I hadn't seen that before, so why not? Exactly. And that's what, but hey, I did what you asked. You wanted someone who was unique, you wanted mm-hmm. someone who was who had something worthy of being interviewed. How about a clown? Sure, you know?
1: why not? It, it worked
0: <laughs> exactly now. I'm sure he-
1: Decent grade
0: in that. Oh, absolutely. And he's still a great buddy. He doesn't do clowning anymore, I will say. He's moved to California to be closer to family, but we still keep in touch and we still send each other jokes every now and then, or you know, all the inside stuff that we used to do, like all the inside jokes that we have with each other, you know? Yep. Absolutely. So what else? Yep. So I'm gonna ask you three questions that I ask all my buddies. I don't call them guests, I call them. Wait a minute, do I have to buckle up here? They're good ones. Okay. The first one is in your own words, what does it mean to be someone's buddy?
1: In my own, to be someone's buddy is to be there um, and to be there to, to to experience the good times, the bad. And I think to be someone's buddy is also to be able to to be comfortable to tell them something they may not want to hear. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's to be there to, 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 to cheer them on, but it's also to be like, you know, I don't know if I would do that, man, you know, and, and, and here's where I, here's where I think you fell off the beam and, you know, Hey, and they can absorb it any way they want. I think it's, I think it's to be, you know, to be someone's buddy too, is to be non judgmental. you Mm know, is to just, you know, let them be themselves and. And you're, you're, you're just happy being in their aura Mm
0: -hmm.
1: being in their universe and and you hope vice versa.
0: How wonderful life is when you're in the world. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Now, part of being a buddy is being a charitable buddy. So if you could have our audience donate to one charity of your choice, what would it be and why?
1: Well, you said right at the beginning, you know, you like the local thing, Mm -hmm. and um, I think you know, I'm, I'm, my wife and I are big on that too. So I would say if I was, if I was donating, like Emmaus Soup Kitchen comes to mind. Mm -hmm. Great show! They've done so much good work for so many years there, Um, and. And really, I mean, everybody knows who they are. I get it. But they've done their work so quietly. It's 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 amazing, you know, um what they do and what they've been able to do for so
0: long. So I, I think that would be my answer. Beautiful. And you're right. They do it's all about it's they feed they feed everyone, they they just work. You're absolutely know, right. Yeah. And now, buddy. This is the time when you might need to buckle down because it's time for what we call gonna the ultimate. My dog. I'm going to do the dog cricked neck like I'm curious. Go ahead. Yep. It's time for what we call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question. All right. You ready Ooh. for this?
1: Ooh. Okay. Now I'm a little scared, but go ahead.
0: For anyone who. I, likes- I do always have the button. I can just disconnect if I yeah. want. <laughs> we call that a Walt Disney moment. Uh, well, okay then, you know. Okay. Bye. Yeah. What? I couldn't hear you. What? Exactly. What? Exactly. But what is your advice to anyone who wants to go into the broadcast industry
1: or into the news industry? even? Um, you know, just stick it out and do not, you know, nobody. <laughs> I got news for you. Almost nobody is going to tell you that's a good idea. Mm hmm. You know, if we're talking about kids, I mean, I assume we're talking about a younger audience. But when you talk yeah, about going into just the body, in general, nobody's like, nobody's parents are going to say this is a good idea. Nobody's nobody's aunts and uncles or grandparents are going to say this is a good idea. What you're um,
0: dropping a business major and going to
1: communication, right? Uh, so you yeah. know, believe in your believe in yourself. There is potential, but it's not easy. It is the if there's some belief, if you have some idea that that this is just talking and this is how I'm going to first of all, and don't don't for a minute think you're going to get rich. I mean, some people do, don't get me wrong, don't get some people do very, very, very well. You know, most of us make a living, and Mm -hmm. but that's not why we're here. We're here because it really is something we enjoy doing. Um, you know, in in my case, news, and it's it doesn't always have to be news, but um, I would just say, you know, just believe you've got to believe in yourself, and you've mm-hmm. got to push on, and you know, um, if you if you feel like you, there are going to be moments where um, you're going to doubt yourself, there are going to be moments. I mean, I had a news director. Here in Erie, <laughs> I had a news director here in Erie, um, say that I should work on, uh, getting on radio and, uh, forget about TV. Um, I had another news director, um, when I was real young, uh, bust out the line. We're everything I don't think you can be. So, I mean, you, you're going to hear stuff like that and Hey, you know what, <laughs> I'm not saying they were wrong, I saying, you know, it was their, it was their opinion. Um, mm-hmm. And there may be people watching this right now that are thinking, yeah, you know, you should have listened to them, but <laughs> <laughs> again, Jill McCormick. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Jill, Jill and I have a, have what I would call a great, like yeah. uh, big brother, it's little great. sister it's uh, like a relationship. relationship. You know?
0: It's one of those um, where
1: she's more likely, yeah. much more likely, to pester me.
0: Yes, but in a loving way, like in the in the loving sibling way. You know what I mean? Sure, like in if that, you want to call it that,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the way where you No, know, I'm kidding. Yeah, I, I, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. It, it's you know, I mean, you know, you pick on each other. We have a we have a, lo- we have a lot of fun out there.
0: Yeah, you pick on each other, but at the same time, if someone were to come into the new studio and start bashing you, she would be one of the first people to say, "Hey." He's my problem or something, you know. Like,
1: well, that's it. That's that's he's my target. Leave him yeah. alone, you
0: exactly. know. But
1: no, it's. I mean, it's it's fun. We've you know we've worked. I've worked with her longer than I've worked with any of the other anchors. Um, and I've been so lucky. You talk about the other anchors. Um, you know, when I when I got this job, you know, um, Kelly Gone was the uh, was the co-anchor, um, over there. And I mean, I, I mean, she's just so talented and, and mm-hmm. so much, you know, so much fun to work with. Um, and then, um, you know, uh, Carla molinax and and uh, Carla Wadiga now um, uh, and Kim Thomas and and, and and now Jill. I've just been, you know, I've been so lucky. There was mm-hmm. a point there where people were questioning whether or not I was, you know, chasing people off. <laughs> <laughs> we, went, we went through them like three, three anchors in like a five-year period or a six-year period there. Um, but, uh, but, uh, you know, I've just, like I said, I've just been lucky, you know, um, the whole, the whole group is, you know, it's, it's a, it's a fun group. And it's, yes a, I can't imagine, I mean, and this is what I would hope for everyone. I would hope everyone, mm-hmm. could I'm 55 years old. I would hope that everyone at 55 could look back and go, Man, I can't imagine doing anything else.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, thank you so, so much for being a buddy here on BuddyCast. You're not only a buddy, you're a mentor to me. So thank you.
1: Thanks, man. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, where am I? Oh, there I am. Let's see. I can't. I. Can't, <laughs> and that's. this is where old guy has phone. Well, what's he going to do? Oh, hey, can't find the camera. Um, yeah. Hey, man, it is a pleasure working with you, um, you know, just for for everyone else's information out there. Few people in the newsroom work harder than this guy.
0: <laughs> oh, thank you. And I and, wanted to, and, and another- you know,
1: um, your, your work, uh, your work uh, makes our product better. So uh, I
0: appreciate you, man. Thank you. That means a lot. I want to throw another compliment back your way. If it weren't for you, this show wouldn't be possible because you think down the road, if you hadn't got me interested in, you know, work, possibly thinking about working for a news station, if you hadn't taught me the course, if you hadn't, you know, given Lou a few good words on me when, I, when you heard, he's applying? Oh, yeah, he's one of my students. You know, if you hadn't given me the courage to say, hey, I got this, you know, you know, I got this idea about interviewing this one, you know, this Dr. Patch Adams guy, you know,
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. You interviewed Patch Adams. I forgot yep.
0: about that. If you hadn't given it, none of this would have been possible. None of this oh, would have been You've already
1: done – you've already done – and and how old are you? 23? 26. 26, old man. Um, <laughs> You've already done
0: cooler interviews than I've done. Wow. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to put that on my resume. According to Sean Lafferty, or I'll put that on the uh, – I'll put That's that. A, in, just
1: just yeah. have it, have it like the little quotes when people do movie reviews.
0: Yeah, course, <laughs> you've done cooler interviews than I have. It was so. amazing, quote unquote. <laughs> yeah, I hate you. Okay. All right, man,
1: I'll let you get going, but I know because yep. I know you've. Uh, well, we've both yep. got to get ready to go.
0: Yep, but I have one more favor to ask you. Oh sure. The sure, show. I'm sorry. Go be someone's buddy today. You got it, man. I right. you. For all you my buddies. Today, Everybody
1: this, be someone's buddy today.
0: Yes. This is my buddy Sean Lafferty, my mentor. Thank you again. And we'll catch my you all next time. My buddy Nick Sorensen. Hey. We'll catch you next time. Here. All right, man. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Catch you on Buddycast. <laughs> when the days are going fast. Buddy, buddy wave a- Got to make them laugh, buddy, buddy, before they've all gone past. Buddy, buddy, tune in to Buddy Cast. But don't be lunny, to make it, buddy, here on Buddy Cast.